How's everybody doing this morning? Okay. Thank y'all. Y'all are quiet this morning. I, I know I started to go off into uh, rattle to see if I could rattle you, but uh, <clears throat> I thought I might mess up our prayer time, so I didn't do that. How many of you are glad to be in church this morning? Yeah? Now, I've never been to jail, but I hear church is much better than uh, Washita Parish Correctional Center. <laughs> so, I, I know it would be, if I was there, Lord have mercy, I'd be calling my mama and uh, come get me out, and she would. So, um, it's good to have you here this morning. Some of you I see that I haven't seen in a few weeks, and if I start calling you all by name, I'll have a moment, and I'll forget it, and, and then you'll be, Chad, you've known me for 15 years, and that's where I'm at in my life right now, guys. I don't know if it's Diet Coke or Coke Zero, but... I don't know where I'm driving anymore. Uh, Casey will tell you, I've, I've lived in Monroe, West Monroe 25 years or so now, and I still use the GPS to go everywhere. So it's, it's I'm, I'm not really ashamed, it's just where it is. I thank God for GPS. I thank God, y'all remember we used to have the little map quest? Yes, my, thank God my dad, he, he could tell you where to go, even if it was another state all over the country. And this was before cell phones, so I'd have to have all the instructions written out. And, oh, my Lord, I don't know how I got anywhere. Because it's pretty sad now. So that's not in my notes. I just felt like you guys needed to know that about me. And uh, just apologizing because I will forget everyone's name. How many of you got your ugly sweater on this morning? <clears throat> oh, that's weak. That's weak. Okay, that's better. This side of the room last week, y'all had it. This week, I'm gonna have to, we're going to have to shift and mingle. Jared's got me some music back there. I want to see some, uh, I'm, I hope this works a little better for us. What Chad was singing wasn't working. So we're going to use Christina Aguilera this morning. And if you got on the ugly sweater, I want you to stand up. Come on. It's all right. You can crank it up for a minute. Come on. Let's see. There we go. You, you're tracking with me this morning. Now, hold on. Where's Le Lexi's not standing? Where are you at? Lexi, you took your ears off. She brought her ears and everything. Oh, those are antlers. All right. All right. Who's got the ugliest sweater today? Phillips pointing at somebody. I, Phillips is pretty ugly. I ain't going to lie to you. You know what he told me this morning? He said, I wore a sweater with Brandy's picture on it. I said, Philip, you can't say that. He said, she's not here. All right, come on, y'all. For everybody that wore an ugly sweater this morning, come on, give them a little round of applause. It was a, uh, hold on, now he turned his lights off. You turned your lights off. I, there they are, there they are. I turned, I turned my lights off. I didn't think we could handle it uh, during worship. And uh, I didn't... I know I should. It might be the best thing you see from here on out to the end of the service. So I, uh, I, I got to do a little bit of business before we get started this morning. The first thing I want to say is I owe you an apology. Uh, I said last week, I was talking about our elders and our overseers, um, and I told you guys that Ted Pagel was one of our overseers, unbeknownst to me and um, our trustees. 
he had stepped away from that position. And um, to all the people that sent me ugly text messages, thank you. Um, it was, it was, it's nobody here this morning, so uh, thank you. We've, we got it fixed. Look, guys, when they give me a microphone, I only know one way to be, and that's transparent and honest. So it's, it's just how it is. Um, but here's the good news. Pastor Ted, I, we've talked to him a lot over, uh, over the years and the last couple weeks, and he's agreed to come back. So, uh, yeah. He'll actually, uh, he'll actually be in town this week as far as I know. So, as far as I know. Now, y'all wouldn't send me an ugly text message, but like I told y'all, our Facebook uh, viewership has like, taken a huge, huge increase and, uh, and my phone number's out there. So, uh, pretty active. Thank you, AT&T. Uh, I, I, I messed this up last week. Uh, honestly, guys, I was a wreck. So, today I'm good. Last, uh, last week, I should have told y'all that we're probably 45 days from being in the building. Yeah. yeah. As far as I know. <clears throat> um. Now, I will tell you this. I haven't told anybody. Uh, I haven't thought to share. I went to Mr. Steve's office Friday, and he said that they were bringing in big crews this week. So he, as, as far as he knew. And uh, so as far as we all know, that's going to happen. Lots of people are going to show up and get it done. There, it looks, I was telling somebody last week, I would have never seen what, what Ashton did there. And it, it's, it's just incredible. It really is. And um, so proud for all of our church and so proud of what they've done. And, and it, it's, you guys are going to be impressed and blessed. And you, you're going to love it. I'm telling you, it looks amazing. So uh, also, a little more business. I want to thank, look, we had a lot of people here this morning early. And a lot of ladies taking care of the lobby area there, getting it ready for you this morning. We had people show up to load in and load out that don't normally load in and load out. So, yeah. I always want to be real thankful, and I want that load-in team and that load-out team to know that I love you, that the Lord sees what you're doing, that you are building treasures in heaven, that the Lord's going to increase your income sevenfold, as far as I know. So, uh yeah, no, but thank y'all so much. We couldn't, uh, here's, we would have to get here real early if, to do it without them. And I'm going to tell you, matter of fact, if I'm being honest, Greg got on to me this morning because I got here late at 725, which was five minutes early, but it was, it was 20 minutes late to him. And, and they already had the stage done. So, but I did bring donuts. So they were happy to see me. Next week, and we got the big family Christmas. There's going to be photo booths. They already got all kinds of stuff coming. And uh, Christmas story, candle lights. What we're going to do is probably we're shooting for an hour. And um, to, you can come in and give you plenty of time to take advantage of what we've got set up and, and to fellowship. Look, I'm a big fan of church fellowship. I'm a big fan of, hey, you, you came all this way. Why don't you stay and shake somebody's hand and catch up? Uh, I, I, I just believe that's an important part of the Christian's life, of, you know, because you never know. We all bring our Sunday smile, but, you know, if you have a little time to talk, you might find out that somebody's been through something, and they can help you through something you're going through. 
And you can do that when you fellowship at church. So I think that's all. I better check out. Last week I didn't write it down and I messed up. So uh, I think that's it. This morning I want to talk to you about Christmas joy. Now I got to tell you, at this point in the service, I'm doing this by faith. Because y'all scare me a little bit, except for this side. And uh, I want to talk to you about Christmas joy and why we should have Christmas joy this year. And uh, we're going to start with Luke 2 and just... Two little scriptures, Luke 2, uh, verse 10, uh, 10 and 11. And you've all heard this scripture many times, so it'll be very familiar to you. It's, uh, verse 10 says, And the angel said to them, Fear not. Now look at somebody and say, I ain't scared. All right, I'll remind you in a minute. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you this day is born in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I, I pray this morning, as is always my prayer, that, that I can share what is in my heart, that I can put words to the thoughts that you've given me, and I pray that you are lifted up in this place. I, play that you, I pray that you restore joy where there needs to be joy. Lord, I pray that you restore peace where there needs to be peace, Lord, and hope where there needs to be hope. We ask it this morning in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. You know, the first thing I do when somebody tells me to fear not is fear. Or they say, oh, don't be scared. I'm scared. Uh, I like this one. It's going to be all right. I say that one, and I, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, or it's going to be good, right? It's going to be good. Uh, Casey's dad was a businessman for many, many, many years. And he had this way of firing you that would, uh, like, it's the most pleasant experience you've ever had. So he would bring you in to his office, and, you know, he'd just, hey, you know, I'm sorry that uh, I have to let you go. But, hey, this is going to be good. This is going to be really good. You've been wanting to spend some time at home. You're going to get to spend some time at home. Spend some time with your kids. Do whatever you want to do. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Man, thank you. That's all. And you're like... That, wait, that's not good. That's not good. But he, he made you feel good about something that wasn't good. And we've laughed about that over the years. That's kind of how he did everything. Before you knew it, you were moving stuff that was too heavy to be picked up. And he's like, oh, it's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You know, I think about the movie Elf. I'm repping him today. I really want it next year. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put Tyler's face right there. So if I say it, as far as I know, uh, if I say it now, then I'll, I'll have to do it next year. Or I'll get some text messages. So, guys, that's meant to be funny. Y'all can laugh at that. Um, it's, it's all good. I don't mind. Send them. Uh, but I'm thinking about Buddy the Elf. Man, I, probably one of my favorite Christmas movies is Elf. And it, I think it's going to be out. at the, They're putting it back on the theaters. So if you get a chance to see it, we've, we've probably all seen it. I watch it like five times every year. And uh, I think about him. There's that scene where he's in the department store, and there is... Santa Claus taking pictures, you know, with the kids and getting all the list. And, and he's like, oh, there's Santa. And he's getting real excited, you know, hey, that's me. I, I can't do, buddy, but, you know, there's that scene. And then all of a sudden you see something go off in his eyes and he goes, that's not, that's not Santa. He's like, sure it is. He says, well, what, what, what song did I sing for you for your birthday? And he says, happy birthday. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he finally kind of pulls on his beard, and he says, you're not Santa. He's like, man, leave me alone. And he's asking the kids what they want for, for Christmas. And then he finally says, you sit on a throne of lies, you know. And uh, I, send that, I send that little 
GIF to people all the time. If I don't believe what they're uh, saying to me, I send that like all the time. It's my go-to. And, uh, and I want you to remember that phrase, you sit on a throne of lies. Uh, when I think this morning about, about the angels, none of us can really claim any angelic DNA, right? Except for Casey. And uh, yeah, she laughed the loudest on that. But the Greek word for angel actually means messenger. So look at your neighbor and tell them I'm an angel. Look, I saw Mr. John. You did it, didn't you? I saw you. Now, neighbor, I want you to look back at him and say, you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> it's all right. You can do it. But you know, you can't actually be a messenger this Christmas and be a bearer of good things. You might not have wings, but you can be a messenger. You can be a, what an angel. Joy is an essential element during Christmas, and the message of the first Christmas is a joyful one. You know, many people depend uh, for their Christmas joy on the material things. Look, I, I'm not going to be just super holy here. If you get a good gift, it's good, you know? You know, I, I enjoy a good present as much as anyone. I enjoy all the bills that I get for buying good presents, too. And um, I appreciate y'all laughing this morning. <laughs> Feels like y'all are with me. Um, but the Christmas, the first Christmas, you know, it was really not, we like to sing the songs and it's joyous and fa-la-la-la-la, but the first Christmas really wasn't all that. It's really described as being cold and being barren. It's been talked about as, as going through rejection. Um, it was that atmosphere that the angel brings good tidings of great joy. It's in that cold atmosphere. It's in that moment where probably some of us find ourselves from time to time where I, would, I could really use an angel to show up and bring me some good news. And I'm being funny with, with angel, but the truth of it is we can all do that. We can all bring good news. You know, I've had like 57 people tell me they, they put their shopping carts back, which, which is funny. And I, I should have said this last week. I said, look, the trick in being spiritual is you just park by where you put the carts. Get, get, look. As long as you do it, it doesn't matter how it gets done. You just, you just park right there, and then it's easy to be godly. And uh, I think it's funny, because for me, that really is a metric. I used to do that. I was at a church one time, and, and we do it here. We got them little lifesavers, those little things that you get addicted to real quick. Um, was it wintergreen? Is that what they were? And here's how I knew my attitude was wrong, and this is true, y'all. Those papers go everywhere. And I'd walk through the church, and if my attitude was messed up, I wouldn't bend over and pick them up off the floor. And every time I'd walk, I'm like, I ain't picking it up. I'm mad. The Lord has let me down. Every time I'd do it, I'd get two steps, and he'd be like, it's a test. Now, you're like, it's just a wrapper. I'm like, no, it's just a shopping cart. It's always a test for me because the, Lord, the Lord's busy keeping me straight. I know he's not that way for you guys, but it takes a lot to keep Chad going to heaven. And... Uh, I think about this morning, I think about just doing those small things. I think about a Christmas in particular when I was a kid. We had this house that, uh, that the, it's kind of like the living room was on this level, and then you step up two levels to get in the kitchen and the bedrooms and the rest of the house. And it's Christmas morning, and man, we got this long hallway that's just made for boys to run and jump off those steps and fly. I have done many things I was told not to do in that hall, just running off. And I can remember this particular morning, 
just waking up, running down that hall. And this was before our house was remodeled. So there was, I was thinking about this, there's ugly paneling everywhere. I was young. That, that, that pine paneling, y'all remember that in the 70s? That's, oh, that stuff was so ugly. Um, we, they hadn't carpeted the floor yet, still tiles. It was cold, the, not the good tiles, not like we got today. That VCT stuff that you in the cafeteria, it's cold. The house is up off the ground. I remember all that, and I remember running down the hallway, jumping off the steps, like in slow motion, like John Wick or something, and just, you know, turning my head and seeing up under the Christmas tree was this thing I wanted. I, for some reason, we always rebuilt our bicycles when I was a kid, and there were some handlebars that I wanted. And I remember looking under the tree, there are my handle. they weren't wrapped, you can't wrap handlebars. So as soon as I jump, and I'm in slow motion for whatever reason, and I'm looking back, I see the handlebars. And then right next to them, I had to have yellow grips. I don't know why, but I had to have yellow grips with black handlebars. And I can remember, I don't know what else I got that Christmas, but I remember getting that and going outside and it being freezing. And we're taking our bikes apart and I'm putting it back together. And I wanted to be a BMX king, I guess. You know, I went through my stages, y'all. Skateboards and bicycles and mini bikes. I can, that, I'll tell those stories later. I got good ones, all kinds of wrecks. And, uh, man, I can remember that feeling. That's a good Christmas. Um, man, you would have thought I got the keys to Ferrari because I was so excited about this. Christmas, it can be so much fun. But if you look at the setup, in the Bible, if you look at Luke 2, 1 through 5, it says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And the reason I tell you that is because the reason they were being registered is because the government was broke and they wanted to make sure where to send your tax bill. Does anybody feel me on that? Our, our government will send you a tax bill in a heartbeat. They will track you down. Now they, can't, they might not find you to send you a check, but they will find you to send you a bill. And uh, if you've ever gotten one of those, you know what I'm talking about. It was all about the money. The world needed some good news. And there's really three things I'm going to share with you this morning. It's not going to take long. But there needed to be good news to a bad world. Jesus Christ was born into a world that was full of oppression and cruelty. Uh, Palestine was in the grip of Rome. And, and a lot of times it would be described as being beaten into submission. Uh, it was a world of, of military uh, everywhere. It was, it was lust. It was envy, wickedness. Uh, Romans 1 describes it as permissiveness at the world of which Jesus was born into. I think of it like our California or maybe New Orleans. If you've ever been to New Orleans, you know it's just weird. Um, and today, doesn't it seem like we're living in the same situation? We're back to where it all started. You know, in spite of centuries, literally centuries of don't do it this way, we're doing it this way. We've already been down this path if you look back. And that didn't work, but we're going to do it again. You know, we keep beating our head up against the wall. It doesn't matter what science has taught us. It doesn't matter what philosophy has taught us. In this 21st century, we're back to permissiveness. We're back to pornography. We got anything you want on the Internet. And, and I know that sounds religious, 
but yet I see the results of, the, of our world and our society breaking down. You know, it's an, it's an old sermon, but it's still a, it's a truth that that's where we're at now. We're just back to where we started from. You know, since the world still needs a savior, the message that Jesus Christ is born today, it's still good news. It's still a good message, even though you may be here today, or especially in the coming days, and you find yourself in a bad spot. We still have good news. If he doesn't do anything else for us, we still have good news. Second thing this morning is glad news for a sad world. The, the holidays can really kind of be a double-edged sword, you know? As a kid, you wait for that morning all year. And if you're like my daughter who has sent me a slideshow and a long list, uh, she learned how to do that from Ellie Williams. So y'all need to pray for the Parker House and the Williams House because that slideshow is long. And there's a lot of stuff on there. And I hope your kids don't hear this message. They'll be sending y'all a slideshow next year for Christmas and birthday. So as I've gotten older, the holidays, they mean different things. When you're a kid, you get all these gifts. It's fun. You rip the paper. I mean, there ain't nothing like it, really. But when you get older, it's different. And what I've noticed, and, and especially around our house, as the years have gone by, is that, man, our party has gotten really small. Like, really small. People aren't here anymore. People, or people don't live here anymore, or, or they don't live on earth anymore. And it's, it's really, it can be a tough time. I usually, I usually have a couple of days of where I just need to be alone and don't talk to me. I'm working on it, but it, it's, I just struggle with the holidays. And one thing I, I really think about, especially, it, you never can tell. You're, some years it's bad, some years it's not. But this year, for some reason, I keep smelling like apple cake. My grandmother, Mama Parker, would make these apple cakes. And I ain't going to lie to you. Some we could put down some food, so she'd make two of them. One was for dessert, and one was for an appetizer. And we would put down those things. Lord have mercy. Um, and every year, she would always hide it, on the, uh, put on the washer and the dryer in their little utility room. And I'm telling you, as a kid, the first thing I'd do is go in there and make sure she made them. And uh, if she didn't, I'd say something. But she always did. Or what was really cool when you're a fat kid is you got apple cake for lunch, and then my, my, what we call sweetie, she always would make me lemon icebox pie. So, I mean, I'm, on, I got, I'm covering all the bases here. And uh, I'm going to tell you, that's a good holiday. Even, now, when you get older, that's what makes you happy. When you get older, first thing you want to know is where'd you get the turkey? Is it, is it fried or is it smoked? Uh, shout out to Randall's. And... Uh, uh, yeah, did, where's the dressing? Is there this in there? Is there that in there? Is it dry? Y'all know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> Look, here's what's happened. We, our, our Christmas has gotten so thin that the people that are left got to learn how to cook. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be, look, I, I appreciate my dad more now than ever. I'm like, Lord have mercy. Did he get up and do all this? I'm like, because what's happened is uh, Christmas has kind of fallen on me, and Thanksgiving, we, we just buy everything. But Thanksgiving is turned into gumbo, and a lot of it. And I'm like, man, this is a lot of work, and I'm only cooking one thing. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to give you some pointers here in a minute. Some of us go through the same thing this time of the year, where it can be glad news for a sad world. Jesus Christ loves each and every one of us. You know, this morning, um, 
I, I think really, if, I, if I'm serious, you know, we're all Christians. We've all been in church from day one, or, or we've been in church a long time. Or if you're like me, you've, you were born here and you never left. Uh, but can I tell you this morning, I wouldn't be here without him. Can I tell you that I wouldn't be here without his patience, without his kindness. I wouldn't be here without his mercy. I wouldn't be here without him touching my mind when I needed to. These aren't just things I'm saying. These are, this is actually me testifying to you, that there have been times when if he hadn't touched me here, I, and, and man, that's not, honestly, that's not an easy thing for me to really say because I would love for you all to believe I'm tough stuff and, that, and it never gets to here. It just, it stops here. But I can tell you there's been times where that's it, I'm out of gas. I'm done. And, and whether I'm sitting in a dark room, thank God it hasn't been recently. But there have been times in my life where it's been that way. Whether I needed him to touch my body. You know, I, I know it's quiet this morning. I know you're, it, it, it's, it, if we can be real, it's just a weird season. It's just weird. And it's weird for all of us. But can I tell you, none of that changes who God is. It doesn't. God is still God. You and I, today, we have a reason to be glad, even if we're in a sad world. And look, I, I, I want to take a moment. I don't have the music. I don't have the strings. I don't have it. But I want to take a moment. And if I don't care if it's 30 seconds or 60 seconds, but I, I'm still Pentecostal. And I keep telling y'all that because I want you to know, I, 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 still, I still like it. I still like the, the shouting and the jumping. I like making a little noise in church. I like lifting my voice. I want to take a moment, and it doesn't matter how you do it. You can sit there, you can stand up, but I want to take 30 seconds. I want you to lift your voice, and I want you to thank God because you have glad news, because he's been there for you, because he's been faithful. Come on, just right now. Father, Lord, I thank you because you've never let me down. Father, I thank you for your goodness. Come on, it's all right if you want to stand up today. Father, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for seeing me. Lord, not who I was, but Lord, for what I'm going to be. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you because you are good news to a, to a sad world. That no matter what we go through, Father, you guide us, you protect us. Father, I thank you today for always being there for me. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. You can, you can be seated this morning. It's so easy, it's easy for me. It's easy for me to get into Christmas and to get into everything except for what it's really about. Uh, it, it just is. It's, it's not a slam against me, it's not a slam against you. It's just we get into this season and, and it's easy to just skip right over it. You know, Christmas makes us, it just makes us feel all kinds of things. Some good, some bad. I think about Joseph and Mary and how they had to feel a certain way. You know, if we've got this beautiful story. Like I told you, any song that's got fa-la-la-la-la, I mean, it's a happy song, right? I mean, it's, that's the only, only time you say fa-la-la-la-la is once a year. But if we think about Joseph and Mary without the fa-la-la-la-la, think about it. You got to be real. How many of you men, if your wife comes home and she says, I'm pregnant, and, and, and you know it ain't you, How many of you buying that chip? No, 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 no. You know, Mary's only maybe 12 to 14 years old. She's young. And now she's pregnant, and now you got to pay for it. 
If you know, no, I'm not buying that. Think about, and, and it's fun, we're laughing, but I mean, for real, think about that. Think about that. I'm fixing to start my life with someone. I had a plan. I had an idea. It's supposed to go this way. That ain't my baby. I don't know what's going on, but that, that's not mine. Okay, well, there's that. How about uh, now we got to ride a donkey with a pregnant woman who's pregnant with a child that's not mine. It's 90 miles. They got to travel 90 miles on a donkey. It's, it's, it's like a four-day trip through the desert, hot in the day, cold at night. So I'm taking a pregnant woman on a four-day trip, and I didn't do this. Lord, I don't deserve this. Thanks, but no thanks. It's a cool story for us. 2,000 years later, it makes for a cool story for us. But why do all the Bible stories, like they're all extreme? Nothing's ever easy. There's no Bible story that's easy. You know, it's like David was king, and he had an easy 40 years of, of reign. No, nothing ever came against him. No wars. No sin. It was all good. That's, that's not the story. The Savior came. It's not an easy story. Life is extreme then. Life is extreme now. Since Rome became master of the ancient world, there were no wars. But what that means is if there aren't any wars, then you're under subjection. And you've become a, a subject to a system. Um, when you're, when you're under subjection, it's very, very hard to have joy in your life. When it's you go here and you do this, you make this amount of money, you, do this, you go to this person's house, you do this, this is the amount of bread that you can have, this is the amount of fish you can have, this, this is your system. And you have to live within that system. There's not a whole lot of reason to have joy. Some of us are getting caught up in things that there's no joy in it. And, you know, if you're sitting in church today, you've got some measure of knowledge of God. Now, I assume there's a lot of people here that are saved. But if, if you don't know if you're saved, you have some measure of, of, of God and who he is. There really should be some things that we shouldn't have to tell you. You know, there's, there really should be. But there are also some things that we struggle with. And then there's some things that we struggle with. Yes, I can do that. You know, the Apostle Paul talks about there are some things that you can do, but, but they're not profitable. They're just not profitable to you. And if, if you're caught up in something that's not bringing you joy, if you're caught up in something that's not bringing life, that's not speaking life into your spirit, because, you know, we have jobs and, and we have to work. But you're here for a different reason, for a higher reason. And if it's not feeding your spirit, if it's taken away from that thing that we're supposed to be working on, then it's not God. It's, it's not. It's not. And there's no, easier, there's no easier way to explain that. The Holy Spirit, could, the Holy Spirit directs you with that. You know, we, we could, you, when I was a kid, we come up here with a list and we say, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They all send you to hell. And they can. They can. Now we got to be a little more specific. And I got to trust you to see that your heart is not where it needs to be. Is what you're doing sometimes, is it? Eh. But it's not profitable. It's not making you better. It's not profitable. We get caught up in that. The world of despair Jesus was lived in. You know, everyone, they're heavily taxed so much. There's no breathing room. Sometimes you feel like I got no room to breathe. There's a quote from G. Campbell Morgan. He says, then the angels, joyful news, as all of heaven broke bounds, Jesus Christ, God's Savior and Deliverer, has been born. He who alone could deal with sin, 
Not just human misery and objection, but it had arrived. The one who's going to take the sting out of death had been born in Bethlehem, and his name was Jesus. He's a savior, for he shall save his people from their sins. And that's the third thing I want to share with you, the good and glad news to the whole world. The angel's message wasn't only for the shepherds. It was unto all people. It was a universal message, beginning with the humble shepherds and continuing with wise men and King Herod, the Jews, then the Gentiles. And it soon became known throughout the Roman world. How did the world first hear this message, though? It was the shepherds. The shepherds returned. The shepherds left from that experience. And then they went home and they told the people at home. They, they're in the field. They see some more shepherds. They tell them what they've experienced. Luke 2, 8, 9 says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. You know this scripture. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. After seeing the newborn king for themselves, they went back to their daily work. And on the way and on every day, they told others what the angel had told them and what they had seen for themselves. You know, I have seen some things. I've seen the Lord do some things with my own eyes that I'm constantly, Lord, I want to feel that again. You know, I, I talk about building these memorials in my mind so that when I'm in a situation that's weird, when I'm in a situation where I feel abandoned, where I'm in a situation where I don't know where God's at, instead of, and here, you know, if there's a trick, here it is. If you park by the shopping, the shopping cart, the, the, well, here's the trick with the Lord. Instead of me go, moving away from the Lord, which I have a choice, I can feel it. Every time, I can always feel it. I know this is the moment to where I either go this way or I go that way. And when it comes time for me to go that way, I have to go back to where the Lord was faithful. I don't know what he's going to do there. I don't. But I know right there he was faithful. I know right there if it had not been for him, then I, I might not have eaten that month. If it had not been for him, I might not be alive. I've got one of those stories. i got a couple of those. You know, if, if he had not done what I needed so I know that he's faithful. And when you're stuck, when you get in those moments that, that I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, I just want to quit. Man, I want to quit all the time. I shouldn't tell you all that, but I do. I do. It would be easier. For a moment, it would. It'd be easier to walk away for a moment. But that's not what the Lord's called us to do. That's not the example he, li he lived in front of us. And, and let me just be real. I've, I've done this too long. So if I quit, I just have to suck it up and come back. I, got, I ain't got nowhere else to go. So they're not, they're not uh, I, I got nowhere else I want to be, you know. It's, it, I'm too far into this. So the shepherds, they go and they tell people. Everywhere they go, every single day. I mean, who wouldn't want to remember the story where, hey, I saw this angel, and the angel touched me. And the angel was so powerful, the, the, the presence around the angel where we couldn't see. The glory was everywhere in the, I mean, who doesn't want to tell that story? I tell stories like that. If, if I had been there, I'd tell everybody, hey, I was there. Let me tell you about it. Give me $5, I'll tell you everything about it. Um, I was checking to see if y'all are still with me listening. Some of y'all just passed that test. Remember, you've got Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then the Christmas season is over. Man, be honest, this, the, the little week after Christmas Day, like you don't feel like doing nothing. I mean, that's the worst week of the year. 
It's like, how do I get up and do everything every other week of the year? But this week, until the year is over, I'm done. I got, I got nothing for you. Don't call me. I'm out. I'm probably in my pajamas watching Hallmark movies and uh, eating some of them pies I got in my freezer. Hallelujah. Y'all go to Walmart. Edwards pies are six bucks. And I'm going to tell you what, they're pretty good for $6. And it, all you got to do is take them out and eat them. There's no, no cooking. So that works real good for my crew. Just being real, y'all. The baby grew up and became a man. He became the light of the world. He described himself not as a Christmas candle that's easily blown out, but not like Christmas tree lights that one bulb breaks and the whole tree is ruined and you have to get a new tree every year. I'm not talking about me. Um, but he's a bright and shining perpetual light to our dark world. Leaving his cradle, going to the cross. I, I love this. There we see the light burning brighter than it ever has on the cross. And he says, it is done. We've all, I mean, we've heard that so many times. But you know the French translation? I read that this week. And it says, all is accomplished. And I said, man, that hits me a little different. It is finished. All is accomplished. He's paid the price for my sin. He's paid the price for my happiness. He's paid the price for my healing. Everything I need I can find in him. He's done what he was born to do to save the world from sin. He completed it there on the cross of Calvary. His birth drew the angels from heaven. How amazed the angels must have been to see the word in flesh, to see the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made. In him was life, the life that was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You know, the best commentary on this is 2 Corinthians 8 9. And it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, for my sake, he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. Our response to that has to be wonder and worship, like the wise men came to worship him. First Timothy 3.16 says, Great is the mystery of godliness, for God was manifest in the flesh. And I'm going to close this morning, and I'll just share from my heart here. I think what speaks to me so loudly in this is the shepherds. You know, why shepherds? I, I am that guy. I'm a why guy. Like, I'll find one thing, and it's why. Why this? Why do I have to do it this way? Why can't I do it that way? Some of y'all, you have children like that. If you're like me, you, ha you, you are that way, and you have children like that. And I think about the shepherds. Why the shepherds? I get it. You know, he's the great shepherd. We hear that. Um, we are the sheep of his pasture. I get it. I understand that. But, but why? Why sheep? You know, shepherds were outcasts in Israel. During that time, no, nobody wanted to be around a shepherd. Their work not only made them ceremonial, ceremonially unclean, but th th they stank. They were sheep. They just stank. They would be gone so long that they couldn't go to the temple and become clean. So, you know, it's, you just don't touch them. You don't come around them. So the Savior of the world starts his message with the least. The least of these I am the least of these. I don't, I, I deserve to be an outcast. 
I deserve not to have his mercy. I deserve not to experience his redeeming blood that he paid so much for on Calvary. I can imagine, though, with Christmas, sometimes, church, we make this so hard. We really do. We, we make it difficult. I don't know why we do it, but in my mind, here's what I see. And I, 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 take, I, I, do, I, promise, I do take it seriously. Don't misunderstand me. But, you know, it's almost like you got to come down, and if I can't tell that you've cried a puddle of tears, I mean, I've actually been church really precious. If there's not a puddle of tears, then there wasn't a salvation. I'm like, so I'm like, no, I see Jesus popping in and say, hey, there's a way of salvation. I paid the price. Eternal life is yours. Done. Done. Now, there's a lot of stuff you got to do. You, there's work to be done. But just to get you to that process, say, hey, all you have to do is believe. The price for salvation in the Old Testament it, the, the, it, it would cost you. It was sin. You, if you sinned, you couldn't make it. But to receive Christ in the New Testament, you just have to believe. You can't sin in the Old Testament. All you have to do is believe in the New Testament. Just believe that Jesus Christ died for you. Just believe that he paid the price for your sins. For whomsoever believes in me shall have everlasting life. So this morning, we have good news. I think about those ones that aren't here with us this year. The ones that, that are missing. You know, I think about the things in this world that cause us um, sadness. You know, and I, I was reminded this week of Revelation 21, verse 4, and it says, He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, or no more pain. It says, All these things are gone forever. And if it wasn't good enough news that we have a Savior that came to this earth, walked on this planet, died for our sins, then is this not good news? That one day we'll spend eternity with him. There's no more pain, no more sadness. Waiting for us on the other side. This morning, that's our good news. That's our reason to be glad today. I want you to bow your heads with me today. We sometimes, we come and, and we don't always do this and, and we should. And I really want to do this today because I can tell you when I start looking at the story of, 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 of Jesus, the story of the Savior, I always go back, I check myself. I check myself, I, where am I at with the Lord? And this morning, if you're here, I want you to just, as I'm speaking, check yourself. Check where you're at with God. Sometimes it's a conversion. Sometimes it's just a rededication. Sometimes it's a, I'm walking from this day forward. I'm going to walk this path. Maybe you've come here this morning and you don't feel like you're where you need to be, where you should be. If that's you this morning, for this, in my mind, there'll be nothing better for the rest of this holiday season, for the rest of the month of December than for you to be right with God, for you to know that you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are right with God. There's no doubt in your mind, I'm where I need to be from this day forward. If you're here this morning and you feel that weight off, there's any doubt, if you feel that weight off, the Holy Spirit is tugging at you this morning and say, hey, get this right. 
Would you lift your hand in this place? I want to pray with you today. We're going to believe with you. There's hands going up. We want to believe with you. The prayer team's going to come. They're going to hand you something. If this is your first time or, or uh, maybe, maybe you're just checking, you're doing a checkup today. I'm telling you, I'm not making it up. I do this all the time. Lord, I just want to make sure I'm where I need to be. I want to pray this prayer, and I want you to pray it with me. I'm a believer in all of us doing this together because if, if the prayer isn't for you, we're going to pray with you. And you guys, you just repeat after me this morning. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I ask you for forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. This morning, Lord, I thank you today for the opportunity. Lord, we don't know what happens in this place after we leave here. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to, to set our spirit, to set our soul right with you. Lord, I thank you for your baby, Jesus, on this earth. Father, I thank you because you came in the flesh, Lord, so that I might live. Father, you took the stripes, you, you bore the cross so that I might live. And Father, I thank you today because we have a Savior. We have a promise of eternal life. Father, I thank you because you have died to set us free. Lord, you died for our healing, our salvation. Father, today you have restored those that didn't feel like they were where they needed to be with you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this season. I pray this morning, Lord, that those that struggle through this time, Lord, like, like I do, Lord, we pray for them this morning. I pray that we'll remember the good news. I pray that we'll remember the glad news. Lord, even though the world is sad today, even though there's things that are going on, Lord, that, that it, it feels like, it, honestly, it feels hopeless. Lord, it, we, we, we struggle to find you in this world. We struggle to find you during this dark time. But Father, I pray today, I pray for this season, Lord, at least in my life and our lives as we leave here today, that Father, you would be magnified, that you would be lifted up. Father, that no matter what we go through, you walk with us, you walk beside us. Father, I thank you today for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your faithfulness. Now, I want you to put your hands together this morning for those that <laughs> prayed that prayer.